Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mercedes Formula One webinar. This is an event that we look forward to every single year, and we'd like to welcome all our students and graduates who are watching. I'm really looking forward to bringing you up to speed, pardon the pun, um, with everything that is new at Mercedes. Um, so similar to the last two, two webinars that we've held, um, we're meeting with Angela, HR coordinator, and four IPs or industrial placement students. We'll call everybody IPs all the way through, but IPs, industrial placement students, same thing. But I'm just not saying industrial placement students for a whole hour. Um, so I'm sure that Mercedes Formula One will not need any introduction whatsoever to you all. But Angela, can you give us a bit of an overview? You know, what's new, what's exciting and your future plans um, at Mercedes F1, please? Yeah, so um, we have a really exciting year of development ahead of us. Um, so not only is the team growing, but we're also looking to grow our factory. Um, and we have quite a few sustainability targets. So we're trying to build a, a beautiful um, green kind of campus feel with yeah. um, lots of lovely uh, sustainable aspects like green roofs and um, sustainably sourced energy. Perfect. And when is this all happening now? Is this something that's so going to be... Yeah, it's, um, it is happening now. So um, we're currently in the, the development stage, which means there's a lot of construction and yeah. uh, especially over the F1 shutdown, walls were going yes. up and down and buildings <laughs> <laughs> were getting shifted about and corridors moved. So yeah, it's all a good time. I bet Andrew was like, right, you can do all of this building work, but just not during the Bad Cracker webinar. Yeah. Peace and quiet. <laughs> Absolute peace and quiet. Um, so obviously we'll we'll keep up to date with Angela and everything that's going on at Mercedes F1. Um, so any blogs and news and images that we can put on and um, once you know everything has gone live, we'll share with you all who are watching the webinar today on the hub. Um, so keep looking back at the hub to find out a little bit more information about that. So thank you very much, Angela. I'm going to leave it there with you for the time being. And then just flip on over to the industrial placement students. So starting with you, Alex, I've been picking on Alex first all the way through the prep session, but it's just because he is first on my screen. Um, so Alex, you're currently studying at the University of Southampton. Correct, um, yes. Good. Could you give us a bit of an idea um, about what you're studying and your role at Mercedes F1, please? So at university, I'm studying mechanical engineering with an yep. integrated master's. And then within that is this placement year, obviously, here at Mercedes. Yeah. And so my role um, title at Mercedes is an industrial placement within the design process development department, yeah. which is a department that kind of is looking at all sorts of aspects of the design process, how we can improve that. And you get a very nice overview of all sorts of departments within the company. And then yeah. you will reflect that. Perfect. And we're going to find out more about Alex's and the rest of everybody's roles a little bit later on. Um, so thank you very much. And you can see we're all looking really smarty pants today with all our new, new um, tops with all the logos on which look brilliant. So thank you very much, everybody. Um, Emily, on to you. So similar question. So you're studying at the University of Sheffield. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Just, uh, so just wait till she starts speaking and get her accent out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's from near Sheffield. <laughs> Well, I'm at the University of Sheffield studying law with European and international law. Uh, yeah. So I've actually just got back from a year studying abroad in Vienna, in Austria. Wow. Um, yeah. And then now I'm taking a year out to do the placement here um, in the legal department, which is actually different to the IPs who are all obviously engineering students. So yeah, yeah 
So that's currently my role. Um, I don't know if we're going into the roles a bit more later. Or um, a bit, bit more later, Emily, if that's okay. But it just, it just that's goes to show um, about the transferable skills that um, you can gain from doing an industrial placement. We know that you know grad cracker is predominantly STEM students, but as we know, there's other people who watch from different disciplines, and it just gives everybody an idea um, about the different roles that are open at Mercedes Formula One, and also because you know you study mechanical engineering doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go in and do mechanical mechanical placement, for example, and um, the world is your oyster. So thank you very much for that, Emily. Miriam, on to you. So you are at, where are you at? University of Glasgow? Yep, that's it. So Perfect. I finished my second year at University of Glasgow studying electronics and electrical engineering, and I'm taking a year out to be an electronics industrial placement student. Perfect. Thank you, Miriam. And Victor, so you're at Valencia? Yes, right. So I just finished my bachelor in aerospace engineering in Valencia, where I got uh, quite involved in the former student team. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm taking a kind of a gap year before the master's yeah. uh, here in, in the aerodynamics design department in, in Mercedes. So yeah, in our department, we take care of all the aerodynamic surfaces around the car and we uh, design all those here. And what are you going to go back and study then? What's your master's going to be? Is it is it the same as your bachelor's? I'll probably or? move on to another uh, university. So that would be most likely those. But I'm uh, actually considering other options as well. So we'll see how the future looks. Yeah. Oh, undecided. <laughs> Watch this space. I like it. Living on the edge. Thank you very much, um, Victor, for that. And now we are going to do my favorite part of the webinar. Obviously, I love all the webinar, but favorite part is a top fact. Um, so just top fact about Mercedes Formula One that you would like the students to know about and starting with Angela. So um, we have a really exciting um, diversity and inclusion program, which we call Accelerate 25. Yeah. Um, and that program seeks to take um, at least 25% of um, our intake um, from underrepresented groups. Yeah. Um, so this is something that we are working um, quite rigorously on. Um, so we're looking to really extend our, our network and our appeal um, yeah. because, you know, you don't have to be a Formula One fan to work here, um, you know, and we want to we want to hear from the underrepresented groups who potentially maybe have already said, oh, Formula One might not be for me. Um, we're really trying yeah. to dispel that because it is it is for everybody and we want to attract people from, from all different backgrounds. Yeah, I think over the last couple of years, Angela, that's something that these webinars have definitely got out to the students. You know, you don't need to be a, a know everything about Mercedes Formula One. You don't need to know about everything about Formula One full stop. You know, this is, this is um, kind of our job as part of these webinars to educate people about who you are, the different placements that are open um, and the different possibilities which are out there as well. Um, so brilliant top fact. Thank you very much, Angela. And um, let's break the ice with you, Alex, your fact. Um, so off the back of what Angela was saying, you don't have to be a Formula One fan because you can also yeah. do work with Ineos on the America's Cup boat. So yeah. if that floats your boat, pardon the pun. That's <laughs> what you can get. <laughs> and, yeah. Working at Mercedes. Yeah. And you can see the Ineos logos on your shirt. You can see. Um, and just a bit of a shout out to Ineos. So they are another Grad Cracker um, employer who were actually watching this webinar with us a couple of years ago. And they've got a webinar on the 20th of October. So if Ineos is of interest, give them a register today. Thank you, Alex. Emily, top fact. Yeah, uh, well, I think actually leading off the back of Alex is, is that you do actually, there's a lot more to just Formula One, like even just around in the factory. So like you said, you can get involved with the boat, but like Ineos are very much very present on site. So it isn't just Mercedes Formula One 
team itself you also have that which is really cool and you also um get to uh, I get involved a little bit in the sort of like applied sciences department as well which okay. are actually customers that come to form come to Mercedes um, and ask for like certain things that we can then develop so it's not just necessarily all Formula One which is pretty cool and then other than that just the I guess just the um, genuine general positives are there like summer fun days and the Christmas parties are always good and a lot of like outdoor uh, out of uh, work like karting and things to get involved in so yeah really fun stuff yeah that all bit that all means so just a bit a little bit about the applied science then so do other companies come in and Angela I'm going off topic so I'm looking at you if, if Emily's allowed to speak I might be getting daggers and um, so do other companies come in and ask you to design things is that how that works yeah so we have um a, an applied sciences division so um you know they, they work on a whole variety of projects which is quite yeah. interesting so yeah so we we have the skills and the know-how obviously to build the formula one car but it's also how do we apply that to other external projects as well so really really exciting Perfect. That is very exciting and very new. I didn't know that. Thank you very much, Angela. And thank you very much, Emily. Miriam, I'm smiling because I know what Miriam's top fact is. Go for it. <laughs> so we've got a fish and chip Friday. Yeah. And, uh, love it. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bit of a discussion before this webinar about what you say with fish and chips. So uh, curry sauce, got mushy peas, we've got gravy. Angela's favourite. What was yours? Chip butty, Angela? <laughs> Angela's struggling with so many calves and us, uh, us, us northerners are just like all the calves as humanly possible <laughs> topped off with tomato ketchup um, thank you Mary and definitely a conversation piece um, Victor on to you yes yeah, so just to comment this uh, the dichotomy between the team trying to uh, yes. long for our well-being with all these uh, D-Maxes the pub serves all types of meals and all the engineers uh, on the other side trying to celebrate anything that comes up with cakes in the kitchen. They go and get these mails and see the whole department migrating towards the kitchen. So yeah, that's, it's quite it's it's quite representative of the atmosphere in the team, which is really open. Yeah, I love that. That's like team like the gladiators, you know, like keeping fit, keeping exercise versus the Great British Bake Off. Perfect combination. Perfect combination. Thank you, you very much. Awesome. There does seem to be a bit of a running theme with these Mercedes webinars. <laughs> yeah, food. <laughs> food. I think last year someone's favourite bit was the canteen. canteen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, anyone watching, you know, if you're a bit of a foodie. <laughs> they do have some cars some, somewhere. There's just, they do other bits I feel as like well. engineering and baking seem to go hand in hand. Yeah. We have some amazing engineers and amazing bakers as well. And you're like, how is this possible? <laughs> exactly. Baking is an art form. That's what I keep telling my husband when he says, you can't cook, Carl. I'm like, I'm a baker. <laughs> definitely not an engineer. Um, okay, so thank you very much for your, your icebreakers. You've definitely broken the ice and everybody will be enjoying this the webinar so far. Um, Alex, coming back to you. I always frown when I say Alex. It's just like I'm being serious. Um, so I know you watched the webinar last year, my love. Um, so thanks for joining us this year. So when you were watching the webinar last year, um, what made you want to join Mercedes Formula One? Obviously, being part of the fantastic webinars that we do every year. Aside from that, you know, put that as a second one. First thing, why did you think, yeah, there's something about that company I want to work for? What was it? I mean, in general, it combined my interests of obviously engineering with a degree I'm on, and I've been a yeah. lifelong Formula One fan. Yeah. But from the webinar, I, I gauged that sort of the things we discussed with the fun facts that it's not just work, it's a bit of a community. 
Yeah. And with that community, you're have support around you. There's fun things to do, but there's also the work. And the yeah. work that you can complete, even on a placement, is meaningful work. Like it will impact on the car or it will impact on the boat. So you're not just kind of at the side, kind of being here for a year, just coasting along. You are doing meaningful impact and work, which is very interesting and a nice bit of responsibility. Yeah. I want to get to know more about this boat as well, but I think we'll move on to that just when we talk about projects and things. Yeah. So I want to delve a little bit deeper in that boat. Um, thank you very much, Alex. I'm, I'm hoping that you're enjoying the webinar so far. Okay. You're going you're gonna to be the you're going to be the judge. You're the expert. Um, so Angela, I'm going to loop back to you before we meet the IPs in in even more detail than we have done already. Um, so your opportunities are currently open on Gradcracker. They are all live, ready to apply for when a student has finished watching the webinar. Give us a bit of a flavour to what's on offer, please, if you can. Yeah. So um, we have 37 industrial placements yeah. um, that we're looking to fill. Um, we have a few new areas this year, so we're yes, very excited about exciting. this. Yeah. So um, we have some new roles in uh, marketing, commercial finance, and cost analysis. Um, so whilst you might only see um, 19 ads uh, that are live on, on Grad Cracker, on the Hub, and then also on our website, um, you know, we, we have several other, um, well, we have lots of other uh, vacancies as well. So say, for instance, in aerodynamics, you know, you'll see one advert, but we have six yeah so very very exciting that's a, that's a really good point actually so there might be only only <laughs> only 19 <laughs> listed <laughs> and wants to kill me by saying only 19 listed but there's there's more um opportunities available per that per that one opportunity and um, so angela if if i was a, a placement student thinking oh there's two can't really choose between them as students are allowed to apply more for more than one or should they just think right now i really want to do this and just to just apply for the one yeah, no, so we, we welcome you to apply to as many as you are interested in. Yeah. Um, one of the new features of this year is that we have integrated testing. So yes. um, after you apply, um, you will be sent um, a test email containing your test link. So we have psychometric tests as well as, well as um, some technical tests. So just bear in mind that if you apply to more than one industrial placement vacancy, you might be required to take multiple technical tests. Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about the application process then. So if a student was to apply today, obviously these testings, things like timescales, when are you closing your opportunities, um, all of that sort of information. Yeah. So um, our closing date for applications is on the 2nd of October, yes. a minute before midnight. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do recommend that you apply before then. Um, yeah. So once your application is submitted, you then have a testing window of seven days to complete yeah. your test. Um, and then your test scores are automatically sent back to us. So that's yeah. great. Um, as part of the application process, we ask you to fill in a questionnaire where you outline um, your grades and also some of um, your details around what projects you've done at university and whatnot. So um, we do ask you to fill all of that in. Um, you are welcome to upload a CV and a cover letter um, we just ask that you upload it in one document, yeah. um, but please do answer all the questions in the questionnaire as well. Yeah. Would you advise a student to do both in Angela? So obviously answer all the questions in the in the application, but also upload the CV and cover letter. Is that is that really what you're looking for? Both. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. both. Perfect. Yes. Um, so yeah, but definitely, definitely upload. Um, sorry, definitely fill in the questionnaire. 
to yeah. make sure that you um, are answering all of our questions. <laughs> Lovely. She says it in such a smiley way. It's like, yeah, make sure you do that. Smile. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, can I just make a comment on there? Yeah. Because I've actually heard students, you know, kind of asking that question before. Yeah. If, you know, Angela said there, a cover letter. So do not just upload your CV because yeah, remember, okay. your cover letter can be that extra bit of sell there, can't it? To mm-hmm. Angela to say, look, I really, really want to work for you guys. And, you know, that extra push. Um, anyone listening, make sure you put that in as well and not just your cover letter. Um, Angela, can I just chuck in one question here? Because, again, when you say about testing, yeah. For me as an individual, um, testing would fill me with dread and think, oh my gosh, you know, how can I prepare for this test beforehand? So sorry to put you on the spot a bit, but is there any kind of hints and tips you could give to the students on how they could prepare for this test? And, um, you know, what's the best way of kind of going about it so they're going to be successful? Yeah, so um, our psychometric testing is um, really just to um, let candidates demonstrate how where their strengths are. Um, with our behaviors. So um, based on our behavioral framework, we have um, psychometric tests called factors, um, which basically highlights um, what your key strengths are. Um, Logics is a verbal reasoning test. um, And that's something that, um, you know, is fairly standardized throughout throughout the industry, you know, to to have um, just like a a consistent um, approach for all of our industrial placements. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say our technical test, I get this question a lot, like, oh, what can I revise? Like, how many yeah. books do I need to read before this technical test? Um, and uh, I would really say this is really your opportunity to demonstrate your your knowledge um, in your subject matter and, you know, um, how you can really think on, on the spot. Um, so some of these tests, you know, yes, they will cover certain aspects that you've already learned, but also there's a bit of reasoning and logic behind it as well to kind of think about what you would say is the answer when put on the spot and, and given a scenario. So, um, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. you know, don't read 20 novels before the test, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or every single like textbook ever opened ever. Um, it's more about the knowledge that you currently have. Absolutely. No, perfect bit of advice there. So thanks, Angela. Um, I'm going to take the reins now. And um, can we can we just say 2nd of October is Sunday? Sunday. Yes. Sunday. This Sunday. Sunday. This Sunday. So you haven't got long. No, I'm being, I'm being a nag, Jess. I'm just being a nag. Just saying, look, it's Sunday. It's not month's time. It's this Sunday coming. Sunday. This Sunday. Right. Go on. Take the reins. Yes. And unfortunately, Alex, you're top of my list again. <laughs> so can I make it up for the next question? No, do it, do it. Put it on spot. <laughs> um, sorry, everyone else. It's, yeah, just the, the order. Um, so what I want to find out a bit more about is your role. So, Alex, you've kind of delved in slightly about what you've been up to. But if you could go into a bit more detail about what this um, kind of IP has been like for you so far. Um, so yeah, just again, the title of my role, if you're looking for it, is design, process, and development. Brilliant. And then this sort of role, so the projects I've currently undertaken have been multiple departments I've looked into, so say composites, test and development, mm-hmm. and then different sort of tasks and a wide range of short little tasks to more longer projects that you kind of undertake with the support around you. And that's a key thing to reiterate, you always have support around you. Yeah. And then eventually you'll essentially produce some work which you then can check off with your manager and head of department. And that is then sent out, used on the car site or the boat. And that'll be the meaningful impact 
in terms yeah. of actual projects, can't get into too much specifics, but it is a nice wide range essentially in the department. So you see a, a very good broad view of the company essentially. Yeah, brilliant. That's good. And I think you've hit some, you know, good points early on, you know, in terms of responsibility, you get that straight away. You're actually doing jobs, which is going to have a, a serious outcome. And you can see that then being, being put into motion, which is great. In terms of, um, the kind of exposure you've said as well about working with different people across teams. You know, how do you find that then? Can you almost say, oh, I'm a bit interested in that work. Can I go and do that? Or do you kind of get handheld on what the next project will be? Um, so the work comes through our department and it's handed out to us and you have like okay. a project list essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, in terms of actually like carrying out the work, you can go and approach people. That's one really good thing that the office is so such a friendly mm -hmm. environment. Everyone's really approachable. Good, yeah. And then of, you can go through the support with your manager and agree on the next step. So you might have to go and see this person, you might have to do this, or produce this work. And essentially that's how you go through each project and produce some nice work, hopefully in the end. Absolutely. <laughs> Alex, how do you find doing that? Because I always think, you know, especially, you know, being in Mercedes Formula One, you know, there's, I can imagine you maybe put extra pressure on yourself and then having that confidence to go up to someone and say, oh, can I have some help on this? And, yeah. you know, what is it really like doing that? And what's the responses like that you get? Do you have to go in with a cheeky cupcake as well to say, can you give me a bit of help or can you just go in with a smile? You can go in with a smile and everyone's happy to help you if they've got some free time. <laughs> and yeah, that's one great thing. I mean, whoever you approach knows that, that you can't know everything essentially and you have that support and help and when you start here you're not just dropped in the deep end essentially so yeah. people understand that you won't know certain things like even now I'm still learning things and I imagine that'll be throughout the placement which is kind of nice in a way meet new people learn new skills yeah and then yeah everyone's very really helpful essentially that's all part of it though isn't it it's not just about yeah. learning um you know like your day job it's interacting and things like that which will then take you those skills back to university with you and you know take you through your, the final year so there's i just think industrial placements are fascinating because it's not it's not just the the job it's everything that you're learning in between as well yeah and i think for you as an individual you know your yeah. confidence and your knowledge and then you know the the exposure yeah as well is absolutely fantastic so victor i'm going to come to you next if that's okay similar question if you could just tell us a bit more about your role yeah so i'm uh, one of the aerodynamics IP. so in aerodynamics there are different roles there are the experimental side there's the cfd tools and i'm one of the uh, development group ips so i'm in the front end group so i develop uh i'm in the group that develops the frontal part of the car so we work on development cycles we have uh our let's say, cyclic uh, development in CFD, which is computational fluid dynamics, which is the main tool for development. And then, uh, like, the end of this development cycle is marked by the wind tunnel tests, where we take those bits that we have designed and we assess their performance in the wind tunnel model. So, yeah, it's... I see. Mm -hmm. No one asked so many questions. And uh, I'm just thinking, you said wind tunnel, I'm just very thinking, Jess. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, very excited, move on. <laughs> you mentioned earlier about, you know, kind of the experiment side. Um, how much, because I won't go there about the technical stuff, but in, in terms of experimenting, how much kind of leeway do you get to kind of experiment on, you know, testing, testing things? And again, is it, you know, so if you did come up with an idea yourself, Victor, can you kind of run with that? Or are you quite restricted to what the group's doing? Yeah, no, uh, we're actually uh, like everyone in the in the department, doesn't matter whether you're a senior aerodynamicist or an industrial, an industrial placement, 
you have voice to uh, propose new ideas, to yeah. run through your different ideas and develop on them. And yeah. of course, you, you eventually get them testing time. So yeah, like, in fact, in a couple of weeks time, I will get my first bits testing the town. Oh, really? which is quite oh, well done, wow. Yeah, exciting. Apart, of this, uh, apart from this, we get to do some rotations as well. Mm -hmm. So we get to do to spend a couple of days in each of the different departments in Iro, which is a pretty hands-on experience. And you, you actually get to know much more about how the wind tunnel operates, more than just uh, evaluating the results, let's say, which is our most daily task, let's say. Yeah. Oh, are, you, are, you, are you feeling a bit nervous? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that would be exciting though. Because if, if, I mean, if, if you don't mind me asking, sorry, Kelly, from a worst case scenario, right? Say it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Then what happens? You know what? You know what would the team be like? What would what yeah. would be the repercussions? I can't imagine so, you get a slap on the wrist, for example. Something that my manager pointed out to me, and uh, that is like you can already feel it, is that. In Mercedes, everything is so much around learning. So even though yeah. it doesn't bring like the expected performance, it will bring some knowledge. And you will still analyze the results and bring on that knowledge into the next development cycle. Yeah. It's even if it doesn't bring the expected results, we will learn something from it and start building on that new idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And ultimately, Victor, that's what I hoped you were going to say, because that's the impression I get when I speak to mm. you guys. And that is something I've learned and me and Carla talk about all the time is ever since that we've been speaking to you the last you know, three years doing these amazing sessions, I've learned it's more about the team. Yeah, I've always thought, oh, it's Formula One, but it's not necessarily just about that. It's about working together as a team and having no matter who you are, as long as you're, you've, you're all pulling in the same direction. Um, then, you know, just go for it. And I just think that's so great. And I think that's a great example of that. Yeah, team, team, team effort, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I would say like two of the, the key highlights from both Alex and, and Victor's statements is that, you know, we we don't have a big hierarchy, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Alex, I know you're sat really close to your head of department, you know, everybody's sat together, working together. Um, you know, so it's not like, you know, the heads of department are closed away somewhere else and that you never see them. They're out mm -hmm. there working with you every day. Um, and, you know, one of the other key things is, yes, we are a huge, like, learning organization and we have a very strong, very strong see it, say it, fix it culture. So, yeah. you know, if you see something that's not working, you know, definitely raise it. Um, and then we get to work fixing it or finding a, a better way of doing it. Um, so that kind of continuous improvement is, is going throughout everything. Um, and yeah. it's quite exciting that way because, yes, there are things that we try <laughs> um, that don't always work, um, yeah. but we learn from it and yeah. we, take, we take our learning forward. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, Miriam, I'm going to come to you next, if that's okay. Similar question. Tell us a bit more about your role. Right, so I'm also doing electronic systems reliability and testing. So yeah. it's literally everything on the car, sensors, ECU, electronic control unit, uh, <laughs> communications, radio, everything. So yeah. everything that, that's electronic and goes on the car has to be tested beforehand, before every single race. And if there's something wrong or not working, then we have to investigate why. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially my job right now. I'm trying to find out why things are not working and how we can make them work. And yeah. um, I don't have any like big projects okay. because I'm working on a case by case basis. 
Sure. Uh, but I'm work. I am programming a tool that will help me go through data faster to okay. see why something might have happened, find trends. So yeah. So when you said you say you're doing programming as well. So is that something which you covered much in your degree? And did you expect to be doing this now? That kind of element of it on the placement? Uh, well, it's not the kind of programming I would do on my degree. Because in my electronics degree, we do some sort of like embedded programming, like on chips. And, uh, but what I'm doing right now is more like separated from that. Okay. I would have not expected it, but I don't mind it. It's fine. I like it. You enjoy it? <laughs> And again, great example of why you should do a placement because then you get to experience something you might not have experienced before, whether you like it or not. You could think, oh, actually, I might, you know, pursue a career in that. Or I want to mm-hmm. do a bit more. And um, so, in terms of you mentioned about it's not necessarily project based. I guess you know you're almost reacting to situations all the time. So mm-hmm. that must be quite exciting part of your job, you know, because you never know what's going to happen in between different races or even from a Saturday to a Sunday, what's going to happen. So how do you find that? I bet it's quite hectic because you're going to have to react quite quickly yeah so normally the schedules in our department depend on the races so if there's a race we know that we have to be on it and test everything before the race and then if there's any problems after the race as well and so I feel like it's very nice that it's quite connected to the race like I could watch the race and see uh like if there's anything wrong on tv then I know it's gonna come back to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was saying Miriam you say that with a smile on your face I'd be like <laughs> behind the cushion yeah is it, is it finished yet is it finished is it yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> no problem and I bet you do you not feel a bit apprehensive during the race yeah. no I <laughs> Emily's nodding she's like yeah I would <laughs> I guess not because investigation is fun I feel like it'll show yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, you're a tough cookie. You're a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> am, am I allowed to ask questions? It's not just about Mercedes, but say if something went wrong with the car. So say, what's the time frame? Because race day is normally a Sunday, isn't it? So say if something went wrong on the Saturday, what time frame have you got to fix that before you go out back on track? Because sure, that's the same time for everyone. So that's not just going to be for Mercedes, right? Uh, depends on how essential it is. Because okay. obviously, if it's essential, people on track side, not me, people on track side will try to get it fixed as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, but if it's not something essential, maybe it's something that's good to have, then it'll come back on Monday and then we work out on that. So what do you tend to do on race day? Have you actually been there on race day yet? Or do you tend to be more in HQ uh, rather than physically like in the pit lanes? Uh, I've only ever been in the workshop. I haven't been uh on track side okay uh, although i would like in the future i would like to go track side and travel with everyone <laughs> i think everybody would like that wouldn't they <laughs> i mean it's not as fun as it sounds though because you only travel for the race it's you don't really have extra time yeah but you're there though imagine the atmosphere oh yeah I think running off on adrenaline as well. Be oh, so exciting. So brilliant. Thank you so much. Emily, I'm going to come to you next. Same question. See if you can top that. <laughs> I'm sure you can. You can. You can. Come on. As I said earlier, I'm in uh, the legal department. Um, so it's very different to, for example, walking into a law firm. Uh, obviously, not only just because it's an in-house team, but also just yeah. the nature yeah. of Formula One and the nature of the company that we're dealing with. It's just so exciting um as Alex has 
said earlier actually like getting to combine both like the motorsport angle of it and then the legal side of it is just really cool so like mainly uh within the legal department um there's kind of like three main sides to it well two main sides and then the third is kind of a bit little but so yeah you kind of have like the commercial side which is very much dealing with uh like suppliers to the team and um, applied science customers um and also the big dogs which are like the team partners and things so yeah. Yeah, that. and then also you've got the more regulatory side to it so that's dealing with like the actual like uh regulations the formula one regulations the fia governance um all that side of it uh, appeals and protests which crush fingers they never come up but obviously last year they did quite a lot <laughs> but not as much this year um but yeah and then the other side of it is a lot of sort of like brand protection um obviously dealing with with the nature of formula one a lot of intellectual property um yeah. so like concerns on protecting that and protecting uh the mercedes brand name as a whole um so yeah it's really cool because um compared to like in law firms you get to deal with a lot more closely with actual other departments so you're working quite closely with the commercial department and the marketing department sometimes hr as well which is where angela <laughs> yeah. sits um so there's like a lot to to get involved with and my work especially as a placement student is so varied because i can be brought in in the at random points in part of any agreement any negotiations and they'll just give me a random task to do and it'll just be just dealing with that and then learning the whole context of what's going on and seeing like like sort of like the contract life cycle i would call it of yeah. you get to sort of the actual negotiations as they're going on and then you get to even get involved a bit with the drafting of the contracts and things and then you watch it go for signing and then you get it back and it's fully signed and you're like oh this is great <laughs> <laughs> and depending on what it is you might even then see like um an announcement by Mercedes like in the media or something about it and it's yeah it's really rewarding so yeah generally just very varied very interesting um just yeah and Emily, doing law, why Formula One? Why would you? Why was you interested in Mercedes in the first place to apply to them? So for me personally, um, as I said, it uh, was a personal thing. I really had grown up watching Formula One and always loved it. So there was that side of it. Um, for me, it was actually a long-term goal to eventually somehow work in Formula One uh, with yeah. law. Um, initially, I was thinking maybe for the FIA or something like that, but. Um, then uh, last year, I saw this um, this industrial placement advertised on Mercedes website, um, and that was actually the first year that they had run the legal industrial placement. Yeah. So I actually am like the first person to do it, which is cool, <laughs> but also has its own challenges. <laughs> um, so yeah, when the next student comes through, that'll be good because then it's kind of like they get a month overlap with us, uh, so I'll yeah. be able to sort of show them the ropes a little bit whereas I didn't have that so yeah um yeah it's really good to combine the formula one industry and law because there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh other legal aspects to it like I said like com the commercial side uh, as well as the regulatory side so it's like a really interesting like dynamic yeah yeah Emily, you mentioned there, which is just a nice thing to touch upon. Again, any students that think about applying um, is that you do give a bit of a handover, don't you? Which is nice. So you'll get mm -hmm. to meet the person that's obviously going to then replace you. So um, in terms of 
you know, doing that. I bet it was obviously a bit difficult for you to not have that. Um, but, you know, for anyone students are thinking about applying, you know, it'd be nice to get that experience from all of you and to listen to the stories and, you know, to almost pass on the baton, which is, is really sweet thought. So, again, that's, that's just one little point I wanted to mention there. Next, we're going to talk about projects. Um, Alex, I'm going to come to you again because you're top of my list. I know you've talked a bit about projects. Yeah. But what's your favourite project, would you say, that you've been involved in so far? Um, favourite one? I mean, they all have a certain aspect that I enjoy about them, learning something new, a different department. I did some pretty cool stuff um, revolving around the driver apparel, which was quite interesting, and kind of how that will develop in, and hopefully that will come to fruition. And mm-hmm. then on the other side of that, I've had projects doing completely different stuff where I'm looking at just data, sort of that sort of thing, or even just like design, and that sort of aspect of components and stuff that can help develop the car essentially and that's kind of overview of the department that everyone's doing something slightly different and, and a mm-hmm. broad range and you can all learn from that and then you can pick up one of the people's projects and think that's quite interesting or you can learn from them as well yeah. Yeah. so you are you buddied up with something Alex or are you kind of do you do some projects on your own how does it how does that work um generally you have your own sort of project list yourself yeah. Uh, we're quite lucky in design process development as there are seven industrial placements. Oh, okay. Uh, so you've got like a little team on. going on. Yeah, it's quite a nice yeah. little community we've got going on, I guess. And so maybe some person's done some project work revolving around a certain aspect that you might need to know about. So you can go and approach them and they can mm-hmm. help teach you what you need to do or who you need to go and talk to, that sort of thing. And it's quite a nice little community feel there, sort of thing. We all quite sit, we all sit quite close together as well. Yeah. Quite nice. Yeah. I think um, that's important, isn't it? When you've got your own little team of people, you know, when, you, when you're near to people as well, then you feel much more comfortable in your surroundings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Victor, we'll come to you next. Favourite project you've worked on so far? Yeah, so apart from my day-to-day projects, which I literally, it's my dream job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like in, the, in the weekends, uh, we as placement students uh, can get to do some race board stuff. And oh, cool. I find it quite insightful because you can, apart from uh, doing the, the actual task that you're there to do, which is usually transcribing uh, and listening to the other team radios and so on, um, you can actually get to uh, look at all the data from the cars, which is which I find uh, really interesting. You can also attend the debriefs with all the track team and so on. And you can actually hear what's going on on the track, uh, the drivers are feeling, and it can you give you a more broad uh, insight on how the car operates and uh, what we're looking for as a team and more specifically as the aerodynamics team. So yeah, I think it's quite an appealing opportunity as well to to attend those. Yeah, definitely. So in in the past, I've, I've mentioned, I, I know you've spoke about ro- uh, race day, Angela, on previous uh, webinars and things like that. So am I right in thinking on race day or race weekend, you can all kind of go into the office you can kind of see all this this stuff kind of going on live. Um, is that still the case? Is that is there still like a buzz round race day? Do you all kind of get together? How does that work? So um, we have the race support room. So um, what Victor was mentioning is that you can volunteer to go in and do that. And so our um, our industrial placements um, kind of have a rota, and they all they all have yeah, the opportunity yeah. to do that for different races. So um, super exciting, um, yeah. and you know it's. 
um, <laughs> I liken it to NASA, you know, when you everything's going on and you've got weather and you've got team radio and all this kind of stuff. And like, um, it, it's really quite exciting and, and quite insightful. Like, like Victor said, you know, you see all the different aspects of it. So, um, yeah, so our IPs can, um, you know, <laughs> volunteer to, to be part of that. Um, and cool. it's, it's definitely an amazing opportunity to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Emily, if you jump back to you one second, with you doing the kind of the law side, kind of more commercial side, could you still get involved in that as well if you wanted as well on race day? Uh, so unfortunately for me, I've been pestering to try and get in that <laughs> risk courtroom. But yeah. actually, yeah, it's because of the cost cap and some things to do with that. Um, yeah. uh, the legal uh, side of it is classed as F1 excluded, uh, which means that like if I was to do that, I'd have to like count time and stuff like this. So I'm not allowed to okay. Although I'm still, I'm still going <laughs> to try to get in there by the end. <laughs> and say hello. I'm, I'm in Emily's boat as well. I'm <laughs> So. it's I not mean, it's not a no it's not a not now <laughs> yeah <keep> pestering <laughs> just take some cupcakes save some cake <laughs> um, it's fine <laughs> brilliant though um so thanks big tear um Miriam, i know you mentioned that your projects uh, so your work isn't necessarily project based but have you yeah. had anything that you probably has been your best experience so far there mm. I don't know what will be the best experience so far because it's like little bite-sized things that feel satisfying. Yeah. Like when I solve a case and I can say, yep, I know why this was broken. This is yeah. how we fix it. Let's put it aside. Uh, everything's happy for the next like, two races or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but like project-wise, uh, the thing I'm programming uh, is a tool that's supposed to help me um, pick and choose what car data I want to look at so I can uh, see trends and investigate like, long-running issues mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the project I'm working on by myself for myself for now I'm going to deploy <laughs> it uh, soon I'm going to deploy it so my colleagues can use it as well oh, cool. and soon enough possibly I might also get some uh, design projects for PCBs yeah. brilliant That'd be really good. And it's great, again, that you've got that capacity to say, right, I'm interested in this. Can I, you know, do that for a little bit? And oh, so jealous. Sounds so much fun. (laughs) Okay, next on my list is Emily. Um, I know you've mentioned about all the exciting projects that you've been working on, getting contracts signed off, working with different brands and different sponsors. But what's your favorite um, kind of project been so far? Um, I think my actual favourite one I can't talk about um, (laughs) (laughs) in true legal style. Um, um, I think one of them that is very much like ongoing is probably just the fact that now I've got to a point where and they facilitated me to the point where I've kind of taken over well almost taken over the sort of like non-disclosure agreement process so any obviously supplier or anything that we deal with needs to the first thing we do is confidentiality agreement. So yeah. now like um, it's kind of cool because I've kind of got into the process of like putting them together. And then in, I also kind of have that responsibility now. So I'm getting like emails through from like directors of the company and whoever and whoever and everyone wow. um, like asking me to put these NDAs together, which is like, it's cool to have that responsibility. So that's kind of like an ongoing project that I guess is nice that um, I've, 
come to a point where I feel like that is something that I definitely like can contribute to the team without having to like sort of ask for any like help or anyone to like sign it off or anything. So that's a pretty cool one, yeah. Brilliant. Plenty of others as well. Well done. Um, Angela, just going to come on to you. If anyone was sat here now interested in Emily's role, but doesn't necessarily have a law degree, studying a STEM degree, could they still apply to Emily's position? I think for, for Emily's position, we are looking for law students um, uh, for this cohort. Um, I know it's, it's really it's really interesting, and I know loads of people probably like love to be in Emily's shoes, but I think for, for um, this upcoming cohort, we are looking for law students. No worries. Okay, just wanted to check. Um, okay. Can I say something on that? Yeah, I guess sure. I would say that if someone was interested uh, that's currently maybe doing an engineering degree or any other STEM degree that is interested into going into law in general, um, then you can look into the GDL, I think it's called, is the conversion course. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of like a master's, but it's like a year-long conversion onto law. So I guess if you wanted to do that and then I guess I presume after that you could do like an industrial placement in someone like this. So. Good, good shout, Emily. Really she also gives, yeah, come back here for quiz advice for Emily. <laughs> no, that is a good shout there because I think, you know, you, you, do, you are so inspiring and I think you being from law, looping in Formula One as well, there's, some, there's something there that I think yeah. people would be interested in. So yeah, worth, worth a shout. Um, so next, I want to talk about the future. I know we all don't have a crystal ball, but if we were in control of the future, <laughs> um, what do you feel like this placement has added to kind of your skills and how you'll you'll feel it'll benefit you, you know, when you go back to university? Um, and do you feel as though, what are those benefits? Is it personal as well as, you know, your technical skills? Because, um, again, when I'm speaking to students, I'm such an advocate of replacement, doing a placement because of the amount of knowledge that you're going to gain, you know, not just technical but personal. So, um, Miriam, I'm going to come to you first. Mix it up. You're not the top of my list, my love, but... <laughs> oh, that's, that's a point. Um, so I think for me, the best... Uh, the best thing I'm going to kind of come out of this internship and is the confidence because yeah. I have the confidence that I can if I go back to uni I can ask anyone for help I can yeah. um if I need to make an argument I know how to structure and present it and also the confidence that I've been I've been doing the work that I'm trying to prepare for at university in some regard so at least I know I'm going to enjoy it I know I'm, gonna, I'm on the right track and yeah. Yeah, it's technical wise. It's only like bits and pieces about, uh, you know, a bit of theory on that, a bit of theory on that. But I think the most valuable things are the decision making process and the experience. Yeah. In terms of where you could see yourself going in the future, do you think this experience has changed where you can see yourself having a career or, you know, do you feel as though you've got more of an idea of what you want to do once you finish your degree? Uh, before, I only knew like generally electronics, anything. I just wanted yeah. anything related to electronics. But now I know that I really want to be involved in the automotive industry, whether it's F1 or general automotive. I know that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that before? No. See, again, 
this is why our placement's so good. You won't have liked it if Miriam turned around and said, yeah. You'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that would be awful, wouldn't it? I'd be like, right, well, that's good. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, but no, exactly. And that is just, a, I hope we use this as a snippet because that is exactly why you should do a placement. Yeah. Because now when you go on to apply for those graduate roles, You've got this experience is an absolute wow. But then you, you're more going to be more passionate about applying to that industry because mm-hmm. uh, you know what you want to do. So yeah. win. Um, Victor, I'll come to you next. Um, what has this experience given you um, so far and how do you feel like you can apply it in the future? Because quite similarly to what Miriam said, like uh, the technical side is obviously uh, a whole new set of knowledge that you will have when, yeah. when you step out of here. But... Um, more important than that, I would say that uh, in IR at least, and I'm sure it's the same in the, in the rest of the departments, you learn so much about how to draw conclusions by analyzing a very wide set of data, like we have data from the CFD simulation, we have data from the wind tunnel, we have data from uh, trucks, truck um, sensors and so on. Mm-hmm. So you have to not just limit yourself to one thing that the simulation is telling, but you have to broaden your view. And draw a more complex, um, more complex conclusion. And you know, getting the chance to hear very experienced people uh, draw their own conclusions and uh, how they reason and how they they get to different solutions and so on. It's very very inspiring and very rewarding at the same time. So, yeah, sitting in those meeting rooms where everyone seems to know just a lot, it's just by itself. It's it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that that'll be you guys one day, you'll have all the answers and yeah. you'll be, you know, influencing the, the next generation coming through. Um, so no, that's great. And Vic, did you, can you see your career progressing in kind of the automotive Formula One sector when, you know, once you've finished your master's or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I definitely enjoy the uh, high pressure environment that there's here. Like we have these very close development cycles in our dynamics specifically and kind of feeling that you're actually contributing to the performance of the car is very rewarding. Yeah. And also the very close atmosphere that there is in this team because everyone is like pushing hard towards, uh, you know, reducing lap time and, and addressing any issue that is at hand where it's for pushing the water, whatever it is, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that brings like a very close atmosphere around the, the whole team and you really like, feel that you're part of this and that you're contributing even as an IP so it's like definitely a good place to be yeah yeah 100% brilliant Alex Tim. Uh, yeah I think like Victor said I mean it's exposed me to another whole depth of knowledge here with all the people mm-hmm. years of experience and to see how kind of the knowledge that I've learned at universities deployed in industry yeah especially with like, such fast turnarounds as Formula One presents but I think also it's developed my people skills, like you said, kind of approaching people, having a chat to people I don't know. And then especially, say, when I'm concluding work, a lot of the presentation work and showing other people and kind of bringing them on side of I've done this, I've achieved this. And mm-hmm. I think that will really help me at sort of university and just in life yeah. in general, being able to present to people and then just communication. But with that underlying techno- technical gain as well that I've made. 100%. Emily, I'm going to ask you the next question and then I'm going to go back round because I just, this is just, I know I'm, I'm pushing time and I know you guys all need to be out of your rooms by three, but, and, and I need to speak to Angela. I know you need to, but I'm, I'm actually <laughs> really glad this question's on my list of questions. Oh yeah, yeah, do that. Um, 
the question is quite formal now. Did you have any <laughs> notion about Mercedes and how are these spelled? <laughs> so that's the question. But it's something I always think about Mercedes. You know, you I think a lot of people put you at the top. You know, you are number one. And, you know, how it can be nerve-wracking applying to then going through the experience and is it as scary as you think it is and what is it actually like? So, um, Emily, I'll come with you. I did say I was going to ask you first. Um, so the short answer to that is no, um, it's not. I think the scariest part of it is probably when you are sat at home writing your application for the first time thinking of the whole what if whatever and then I think as soon as you get to a point where you actually interact with any member of the team whatsoever whether that's someone really high up or someone like like Angela said with the hierarchy everyone's all mixed in but technically there's there are some people up there but you <laughs> find that no matter who you're dealing with as soon as you start to deal with them then you soon lose all of that because everyone is so friendly so welcoming uh, very personable I think actually um, before going into my interviews I was obviously really scared but I was also kind of like oh, well, if I don't get it, then it's it's all right. But then after meeting everyone, after meeting the people interviewing me, I was like, okay, they're all so lovely. And this yeah. is definitely yeah. now. So now I will be good if I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think once you actually get to the point of being here, that's the least scary part. Oh, mm. brilliant. That's perfect. Is, I don't know if anyone else wants to quickly add to that before we jump back to Angela. Did anyone have a real, you know, kind of turn in experience? Uh, I've got one. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to say, I thought this would, this would be like a full corporate environment, and I've been proven yeah. uh, Also, this is not the kind of environment where you just, uh, you're expected to show up, do the work, and be quiet. Like, yeah. that's really not it. Because, uh, for example, one time I was in an electronics group meeting, and we went around the table, and everyone said, like, what's good, what's bad, what could be better? And when it came to my turn, I said, well, it would make my life easier if we had this information in the data sheets. And I kid you not, a lead engineer started taking notes. And after the meeting, he asked me more in detail about what, what do you want it to be? Where do you want it to be? How do you want it to be? Just so yeah. we can put it for W14 for the next car. And I, I did not know this could happen. <laughs> I did not think this is real. I was positively shocked. So the point is... Yeah, speaking and, up. And afterwards, I was cheered on by my manager and the head of the department saying, keep feedback like that coming. Yeah. But your head of the department was like, yeah, she's with me. That's my team. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you have anything, Alex, before we go to Angela? Angela, I, I know. I look okay. at your little face. I've got you. I've got you. Did you have something, Alex? Did you just, uh, I don't know if you just... Nothing really major off the back of Emily. It's just a case of you're not expected to come here and know everything straight away you're yeah. known that you've come out of university and like Victor said earlier it's a learning experience the whole time for everyone so as long as you have that will to learn you'll be just fine yeah perfect that's that concludes that section beautifully so thank you Alex thanks IPs um Angela come on this inspiration here <laughs> that's coming out of this webinar is just palpable um so from your point of view what what is offered to the students you know can they come back as grads? I know these are all IPs. Just cover those subjects. So, um, I mean, they get like the most amazing experience yeah. here in their industrial placement. Um, we we do have people who do return to us. Um, yeah. 
when we when we start advertising our grad roles because they loved it here and after their degrees they want to come back um i just think part part of the really nice industrial placement program is the overlap so i know um in alex's group you know there were six of the former ips handing over to like seven of the new and it was like a really good uh, month of learning like directly from your your previous IP, um, which I think is just an amazing experience. Um, And, you know, I know time-wise, like we are at that phase where, you know, it's only, it's late September, but it's only September. And obviously we're we're looking to do the selection process in the next couple of months. And it's a long time um, from being selected until you start in July, the following July in 2023. So, um, what we like to do is we hold a, a fabulous welcome day. Um, oh, these are um, fabulous, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, these guys, I'll tell you, <laughs> they they came to the welcome day. I personally was so so excited for the welcome day um, this past year because we we're coming out of COVID and we were you know finally able to bring people on site and it was like yeah. it was really really nice and really nice to bring everybody together um, and for them to see all their managers outside of the uh, interview setting, yeah. which is yeah. always a nice feeling factor, you know, you've got the job. Um, so yeah, that's one of our, our really nice bridges between um, actually, you know, getting your offer and your your contract and then before you start with us. And yeah. I think the, the guys are telling me as well, you know, they, they got to meet everybody um, and really a lot of friendships were formed. And I think some of you guys decided on that day who you were going to live with when you moved to Brackley. So, yeah. you know, really, really nice um, kind of so- sociable event. Well, it's a perfect event, event, isn't it? When they're all together to start bonding, you know, especially bonding with people away from your teams, maybe as well, just so you yeah. get to know everybody. And this is how friendship groups form. Um, so, Angela, any any final hints and tips from you that you want to give the students applying who are definitely going to apply after this fantastic webinar? <laughs> um, I would just say, you know, apply sooner rather than later. Like, please yeah. don't put yourself under that last minute stress of, applying two minutes to midnight, yes. <laughs> you know, please don't do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, you know, if you are interested in more than one industrial placement, yeah, definitely, um, you yeah. know, apply for multiple. Um, you know, it's a really fantastic opportunity. Um, like, I, I would get very, very excited about this time <laughs> of year because I'm like, yes, like, this is amazing. Like, everybody, like, apply. This is going to be great. Um, a few key uh, dates to, to think about. I know we're running out of time, um, but we, we will be holding um, assessment centers um, to um, to select the successful candidates. Um, these will be either at the end of um, October or early November. So um, we just ask candidates to kind of bear that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to bring everybody on site to do that as well, which would be very yeah. So it's a very quick turnaround time, people are watching. So 2nd of October, which is next Sunday, applications in, closes one minute to... Yep. Thanks. (laughs) Come on, guys. (laughs) Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Jessica. You lot are rubbish. Um, Close at one one minute to midnight on on the Sunday. So don't forget to get your applications in. Don't rush it. Angela mentioned at the beginning of the webinar as well about the importance of um, uploading the CV and cover letter. The cover letter would be the perfect place to mention that you'd watched this webinar and this webinar and the IPs had inspired you um, to apply to the opportunities. You can apply to, to more than one, so don't forget that either. And one opportunity on Gradcracker doesn't mean one role, it means several.
April. Um, so don't be put off by that either. Make sure you apply and be part of the webinar next year. Watch this space, kids. Watch this space. Um, so don't forget, also, we're going to be working away behind the scenes here at Gradcracker. This webinar, the full recorded webinar, will be live on the Mercedes Formula One Hub um, tomorrow. And we'll cut it down into bite-sized, helpful snippets for you probably the following day, something like that. Um, but yeah, just watch this space for, for, for that to go live. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It's been another fantastic webinar. These are just icons of the Grad Cracker webinar series oh, um, and yeah. so thank you everybody for joining us me and Jess we're back two o'clock Thursday Energy Supplier SSE will be joining us. And then next week, we've got a busy week. We've got Aston Martin Formula One and we've got Sellafield. So register your interest, find out a little bit more. But for now, thank you very much, Mercedes Formula One. It's been brilliant. And good luck with your applications, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.